We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we've hit a big number. So we had to ring in the occasion with the one and only Dwayne Wade. D. Wade and Gil go way back, but there's a lot to the friendship and the rivalry that we haven't heard about until now. Think back to when a young Dwayne Wade entered the league and how his career tracked from there. He's a champion, a lock Hall of Famer, but really one of the players responsible for shifting what the league's future looked like. For Gil, it is D-Wade's talent that needs to be examined and appreciated. His style of play was remarkable and even affected the rules and the way games were played. Beyond that, what D-Wade did in Miami and the accomplishments of the Heat on the strength of their relationships, chemistry, and legacy was game-changing. Oh, and both had a very special perspective on LeBron's career, evolution, and his greatness. It's a very special edition, the 100th episode of the No Chill Podcast, and we're going to get into it, but before that, we thank you. Thank you for your support, your feedback, your love. we got more to come. This was a good one. You're going to love it. We promise. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the No Chill channel on YouTube, and here it is, episode 100 with D-Wade. Enjoy it. Welcome to a very special edition of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello. That's Gilbert Arenas over there. <laughs> we got a very special guest here today, but it's episode 100, Gil. We're going to uh-huh. pop some bottles. We got balloons. You got cakes. <laughs> bottles. We got, got balloons. <laughs> I thought this was for me, though, when I walked <laughs> in. Also, like, you're part of the show. <laughs> you're part of the show, so welcome to the show, Dwayne Wade. Thank you. Thank episode you. number one. Like it's a, it's a monumental mm-hmm. occasion, so we had to bring one. Yeah. Yeah. A, a big hitter. Um, and <laughs> a I'm big hitter? Say, a big okay. hitter. All right. And I'm going to say, Gil, man, this is the first time we've ever had. So I'm going to say this. You're probably the most photographed without a shirt on player in NBA history. Oh, really? <laughs> I really th- I was thinking about it. <laughs> he said the most. I can't I think anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm turning that up in 2021, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I think JR is more known but You're high fashion. Though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to turn it up in 2021. I got more uh, shirtless <laughs> photos coming your way. But we're, we're talking like <laughs> GQ, Esquire, people, sexiest man alive. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah. I said hitters. <laughs> that, that's the stuff I'm thinking about. Yeah, you got to know the right people. That's all. I, just, I know the right people. Put me on those lists. Appreciate but then that. also, there's certain people that, you know, you got to have the you gotta have the goods when you take the shirt off. There's that one photo of you, I think, <laughs> hey, from no, I, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. when I was seeing it, I was like, he did that? Hey, can I get on something? Slam magazine or something? He's on Esquire. He done got Sean John. I, I don't, oh, I gotta, yeah, Sean you know, I don't John. got nothing. 
Yeah, man. I need to go to Miami. I knew I should have went to Miami when, <laughs> when it was offering me. There's a stat we're gonna we're gonna kick this off with. Okay. 18 and three. What does that mean to you? It don't really mean nothing. Shit, because it means a lot to him. Eight, you're wait, you're 18 and three when you guys go head to head. I want 18. 18. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I want to see. I ain't want to come off cocky like that. But yeah, I, I'll probably yeah. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say that, but you know, 18 and three. What was Gil, the three games? So Gil, yeah, Gil, what happened? Um. Hmm. Oh, when you bring my nemesis there, Gary Payton. I was getting. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 six. Yeah, he okay. was. Yeah, he was, was. He was. He was your nemesis. How old was he at that point? He was. It didn't he, matter. He was like, how old I am right now, yeah. sitting in this chair. Because what ends up happening is he bust. He bust my ass my rookie season. But he was still around, so you got so, him. Yeah, so I had to get him <laughs> back. And when he got to you guys, I was like, yes. Yeah. So we got a lot of people was coming for uh, yeah, the glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> we we yeah. got two. But you were like, I'm gonna kick his ass out the door. He's gonna retire after this. Oh, okay. So we're gonna back up. Back up. 04, so 04, they go to the Olympics, right? Because this, this would actually stop my trash talking towards players. So 04, 04, the uh, USA team loses, right? So they're they're 3-0. and They start the season off 3-0. and We 2-0, you know? And, and they asked me a question, like, how are you going to stop the heat? Stop the heat. Nobody worry about the <laughs> so we haven't so we haven't seen them yet. So I, I did it. Nobody worry about the heat, man. I said, listen, they got Dwayne Wade. We just gonna treat them like they just treated uh, like they was at, they can't shoot. We just gonna sit on the zone. Bop, we good. Boop, right. This is true. We in the locker room, right? So you know, like we got Brendan Haywood and them reading. It was like, uh, ooh, <laughs> he said, ooh. ooh. <laughs> He's like, you said this? I said, said what? You said uh, Dwayne Wade couldn't shoot, and we was. I was like, nobody reads the paper. You, you don't think he read that, do you? He was like, mm, we're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we we go out of the game. Larry Hughes goes out for two minutes. He scores sixteen points. On <laughs> <laughs> I go to the bench. I think he read all of that, bro. <laughs> do not, do not put me on that man no more, brother. I am not. I done learned my lesson. Gave us 37 in like 27 minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> lesson learned. My version. So I hear about what Gilbert say, you know, I'm not reading the papers, but someone tells me and I go look and I'm like, dang, came at me like that. Okay. So I mark on the calendar. Washington Wizards, oh, game four. Big circle. Right? So, and then, like, uh, my first three games, I'm already probably, like, I'm, I'm balling. Like, my mm-hmm. Arizona probably 30 at this point to start the season. And I'm in my hotel the day that we're playing Washington. And I've been, like, I've been using this, this quotes that he said to start this season. And I'm actually just, I'm, I'm so ready for this game. Like, I can't sleep. And my phone rings in my room. And I'm like, I've never got a call in my room before. So I picked the phone up. It's Gil. You're right. I did call. Gil called. <laughs> he say, uh, you know, man, you know the media. <laughs> <laughs> he said the shit. You know how they, you know how they spend things, man. You know that's not what I meant. So forth, so on. Whatever was said, and I'm like, I, I hang up the phone. I'm like, nope, not about to throw me off my. Sh-. 
He's not about to throw me off. I'm going at Gilbert today. That's in my whole mindset. It was a Gilbert. It was about Gilbert. So I still keep that same mindset. So once Larry Hughes go out the game and they put Gilbert on me, I said, here we go. This is what I've been waiting on all summer. Yeah, I just remember, because <laughs> yeah, I'm looking 3-0. and Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, no, I got to defuse this. Yeah, <laughs> <He>, uh, <laughs> where that weight at? Let me get that weight. I just remember I did call. I had no alias at the time. Oh. I wasn't like nobody was checking for me yet. So I had no alias yet. <laughs> so like your conscience kicked in for a second, a quick second. No, yeah, because I wasn't hot rod then. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't like it was like, you know how like we trying to start talking shit and we didn't know how it worked and you know so it was my first like yeah nah nobody worry about them and. Like, boop, and then I get smacked right in the mouth. That was the last time I ever said it. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't want that kind of smoke. <laughs> I just do my own court stuff, say here and stuff. But that call them out in public, no, no. I learned my lesson. So what was that, one out of the 21 times? Oh, no, one no, no. It seemed like he just carried it on and just. Mm. Yeah, I did. I did. It was, just, a, it was a Washington Wizards thing. <laughs> he just carried that on <laughs> game after game after game. I mean, and then, too, it was a great place to play. I mean, at that time, Gil and them had it rocking up in Washington. So it was, you wanted to play there. It wasn't, mm. one, it wasn't quiet. It was, it was live in D.C. So it was, a great, it was a great showcase, too, to be able to perform. So every time we came there, it's what it felt like. He was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the Capitol. I want to put on a, a show. Yeah, it's felt that like for you because you was winning. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a better team. It's not like, you know, the record is what it is, but I think we, they were like up and coming. We were, we were there. We had a championship mm. caliber team, so we couldn't lose to them as an up and coming. That was our mentality. Like, listen, they're good. He's a star, but we can't lose to this team if we want to be champions. So we had to make sure that no matter what, we kept the foot on them. And also that when you put words out there like that, there's going to be yeah, repercussions. It, it, it was three, you know, it was just the beginning of the season. You know, you know, you don't know better. You know, I'm just happy I started off two and oh, you know what I mean? So I'm just going, <laughs> I'm just going with the flow. The funniest, the funniest, most embarrassing thing was, so we get smacked during regular season, y'all. And then we beat Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. And the crowd starts chanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want the heat. We want the heat. We're watching the game, by the way. We're, we're, we're all together watching the game. Yeah. And there are fans are screaming, we want the heat, right? So, you know, we have, we do have characters on our team that's realistic. And you got something like, no, we do not. No, we do not. No, we do not. So we we play them, go down there, smack, smack. Come home, smack. We're in game four, right? Getting smacked. I'm on the sideline like, oh my God, can we just win one? And I look up in the stands, right? And it says, big old sign. We're at home, big old sign. You wanted the heat, now you just got burned. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's cold, that's cold. Yo, here go, here go a key part to that story that Gilbert did not say. Once we got to DC, no Shaq. Mm. In, in Miami, we had Shaq. No, no Shaq in DC. So now, no Shaq, they at home. <coughs> yeah. Took it up a notch. We played games you didn't, you wasn't even there. Smack, smack. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Dwayne in here. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> so it wasn't only you circling that calendar, it was the whole team circling their calendar. Yeah, yeah, like just sitting there. I remember as a team, we getting ready, you know, we watching the, who our next opponent is going to be. They beat Chicago. It's a big thing. They like celebrate. They got t shirts. Yeah, they, yeah. got, they got the whole thing, right? And it was a big moment for them. So we get it. And then the crowd started <laughs> big going. Big moment for you guys. You know, we want the heat. Like, I'm like, oh, they, so we turn the TV off. <laughs> they want uh-huh. us. They got us. Let's go make this quick. <laughs> they made it quick. I think we was the only team that got swept that year in the second round. <laughs> you know how bad you got to be to get swept in the second round? But it's just, first of all, though, Gil, it's just bad luck. You get the draw of Shaq, me and early in my prime, you get LeBron a couple times in the playoff. Like, you just got a bad draw. Sometimes it's the matchup. <laughs> Hanging around that full five area. That's the wrong place to be. Us. Yeah, man. Funny thing about that too is this was before social media. Like that might be in a story or it might be a comment in an IG post. And back then it was like that had to go through a newspaper yeah. that you might have heard or on the radio that you might have tuned into. Like right now, you could just go at a guy. Oh, he said that to me, and it's on your Instagram. Yeah, you can comment on it. Yeah, They'll right pick now. it up and it'll blow. Like that's up. the whole thing. Oh yeah, happened. this would have happened in the social media era. I don't think it would have been as bad. One because now it's in and out. You know, it's in and out. You know, we read something, someone chimed in, someone else chimed in, and you, you be like, oh, I got, okay, I'm gonna circle him. <laughs> you wanna laugh, show the eyes, I'm gonna circle. Like, you can, <laughs> like, you got more enemies now, you can circle. <laughs> you wanna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, I don't, like, that's what I said. Like, I'm glad it wasn't around him, but I already learned, I already learned my lesson. Or I learned, that's what I said, I learned my lesson early. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be doing it. Cause I remember when um, Deshaun, did it to LeBron. I was like, yeah, that didn't work out too well. I done. Yeah, no. I done, I done felt that wrath. No. <laughs> you, you, there's just some certain players you just can't go at. <laughs> I mean, what year did you get to uh, Washington? Where did you sign with them? Oh, so you don't even know that story. My free agent story. Mm. Free agency. Um, so I'm the second, I'm the I'm second on it. So it's Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. me. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. We don't even. Oh three. Oh so oh three. Oh yeah. Oh three. So yeah. we don't care who's coming in. So I'm waiting for Andre. Oh Andre, Andre Miller. So I'm okay. waiting on Andre Miller. He was right nice. to sign. So wherever he plateaued at, I know I was above that. Okay. Lamar Odom was waiting on me because he know he was above me. So the teams were. It was um, Denver, Utah, Miami. Clippers, Washington, right? So they were trying to get me back to Miami. So it was like, all right, Miami, the Cuban roots, this and this. And it was like, all right, we just drafted D-Wade and we can put y'all at the one and the two. So I was like, was like, okay, who's gonna be the one? Who's gonna be the two? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we really wanna try him at the point to see how it works. Um, and we don't know if you're worth the max. So, because at that time I was like, Max, 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 Max. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to see how high I can really get because right. my only offer is 52. <laughs> so I'm over here, Max, 70, 70, whatever that is, I won't. So, so they were like, you know, we already got Dwayne, we got a guard. You know, we would love to have you both, but Pat Roddy doesn't pay, he doesn't believe in young players, paying young players. Right. And I'm like, all right. So I had Miami, then I had Clippers. And then what ended up happening is, Brian Russell, Brian Russell opted out of his deal and the salary cap went up. So Washington offered 66. 
Mm. So, so, no. <laughs> so, no more conversation so, needed. And then that's when, so after I went, then that's when Lamar Odom went. So I did 60, was it 64? I think he did, what, 68? Uh, yeah, he was close to 70 because we yeah. signed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he was, was like yeah. 68. Yeah, so yeah. he was bumping off yeah. of me, yeah. Yeah, he was something around there, yeah. Because we signed LO, and I was like, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Coming in, and I'm like, damn, I'm about to play with L.O. Yeah, because that, that was supposed to be me. We were supposed to be in the back. <laughs> I was going to say, meanwhile, I cut to you, just like we did. And what if he had come to Miami? At yeah, we would have been the backcourt. Right? Yeah, I mean, the league wouldn't have been ready for, like, like now, that like, it makes sense, right? Like, oh, you got two dynamic guards. At that time, it's the basically league, like CJ it, was a, it was a, you need a big, you right. need a guard. You know what I mean? Like, you need it. So the league wouldn't have been ready for it. I don't even know if Miami would have been ready for it, but... If they would have figured it out, it would have been dynamic, of course. Yeah. I mean, we both were downhill players. <laughs> yeah. Like, we get you going downhill, it is a wrap for you. And so, no, it would've, that would have been Yeah, because that was that. See, I just went through two seasons of looking at what the shooting guard does to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, I just seen Jason Richardson go through shooting guard trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Not shooting guard trauma. <laughs> Woo, boy, I'm talking about it. Yeah, it was. It was when we first got in the league, ooh, yeah. You had Michael, Michael Finley averaged four games. He averaged 40 against Jay Rich. Mm. And then, like, I'm watching him go against Jay, uh, uh, what's the name for it? Michael Finley. Then he went to Vince Carter. Then he went to Ray Allen, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. bust him, bust him. And then, this is where it said, you know what? I'm going to the point guard position because I don't want no parts of this. We go play. We go play Steve Francis and Catino. Catino gives him thirty. Catino was, was saying, a Catino no. was a bucket. But right, you don't know that, <laughs> right? Because he ain't part of the top yeah. shooting guards on you. Yo, yo, you go in there sleeping on Catino. Catino comes in and what? I mean, whops him. Yeah. I looked at Jay Rich and said, hey, brother, listen, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even went against Al Iverson. <laughs> Kobe, right. T-Mac, mm. woo, woo, you got all this by yourself. I'm going to that one, so I'm trying to learn how to be the point. So that was the thing. They were like, well, we're going to try D-Wade out of the point. I was like, well, I'm not going to that two guard. <laughs> I am not going to that and that's, why, and that's what happened in Denver. Oh, that makes they signed sense. Andre Miller at the point, and I'm like, I'm not going to that. No, I am not guarding them Kobe's in, no, no. Well, because he just wanted to go out there and score. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was honest with who yes. he was as a player. I, yes. I want to go against Andre Miller. I don't want to get no Kobe there. Smart. That was very smart. Listen, that's <laughs> how you make a lot of money. A so that's what I said. So when he moved to the two, when he was going and he moved to the two, yeah. whoo, I got Jason Williams. Yes, sir. I got, Jay, I got my chocolate. <laughs> I got to guard my chocolate. Yeah. I'm good. I actually love, like, the point guard was, it wasn't my favorite. The two was, when I got to, when they moved me over to the two, it just, um, for some reason, it just freed me up. It freed my mind up. It freed everything up. The point guard had me thinking, thinking too much. Thinking too much, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a thinker like that. Like, I could think the game. I know the game. But, like, I don't like thinking. I like to react to, you know what I mean? I'm just, that's uh, natural. And so when I got to the two, I was like, oh, my shoulders got a little loose. <laughs> this feel good. So I don't have to pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. What you're telling me, only if I want to. to okay, it's a different game now. <laughs> we were talking about, though, who in those early years was that person that, like, guided you? To, to do that within the organization? Because before thinking before Shaq got there, right? So mm -hmm. it was like you were you were a young guy and it could have gone a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Gil could have ended up there. Yeah. But for you, there was who was it within the organization that drove that? Eric Spostra. Eric Spostra. Eric Spostra, before he became who he is now, Hall of Fame coach, he when I got there, he was in a video room, mm -hmm. right? He started in the video room, so he would do the video. 
And then after we get done with practice, they'll set him upstairs to work out with me because I still, I needed to, a lot of work on my game. So Eric spoke, Coach Spoke come up and he started working on me on my balance, started working on me on, you know, like contact and like finishing through contact and, you know, pushing me on my shots because, you know, back then you can have that hand on that hip and somebody go up to shoot, you could, and that's you could <laughs> shovel. Yeah. And so I was getting in the lane and they was just pushing me yeah, all the yeah. way. And nobody, pushing you to the big man. No calls. So he had, to, he had to train me and train my mind on that. So Coach Bo was so big, you know, he wasn't Coach Bo at the time, but Coach Bo eventually being, you know, obviously my head coach at one point, but he was very important uh, for me when I first came in for my development, you know, um, into the NBA. And so I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. I mean, what you saw with him at those, at that point, because I know you size everybody up and you take your notes, was it the fact that he's going to be a problem if someone unlocks that? No, it was, you know, it was, it was, he was faster and quicker than what it seemed like. Like, you know, like you can watch somebody on TV and we're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But when you get him in real time, mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, hold on. Hey, hold on. Why am I why am I guarding him? He's too strong. Like y'all was making it seem like he was he was two oh five. That is not a two oh five right there. I don't know what that is. That is that is not the, this is not to say you gonna have to put the big get back in here, Larry. You I was too close to the two twenty. Yeah, I was like Larry, yeah. you're too skinny for this man. Because I remember there was one play we was pushing. So we was like, all right, we're gonna. He's killing us going middle. Pushing baseline. Like all right, push me. We gonna. Pushing baseline, be there, all right? You go baseline and you spin out of that. Like this is, this is before like, like you remember like creativity wasn't like when we, it wasn't really creative like that. Yeah, like, like now everyone's Like creative. it wasn't like you coming in with the slight, there was none of that. Like AI had the, the, the crossover, so you seen that coming. So when people spin out of stuff, you didn't really, you didn't really know what to do with it. So he went baseline and spit, boom. He can dunk off the spins too. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? what is this? He's, he's dunking off spins. He's dunking off splits. <laughs> Y'all can't guard this man to the basket. Y'all can't guard. Look, I'm fine with my man. But listen, I said some shit, and he's making y'all pay for Like, it was just one of those things. It's like, yo, he's, like, that's, like, it was one of those things, like, you see the, like, the evolution. Like, you know, like, there's, there's players that come in, that's evolution. You can see it. And I'm, you can see, like, the explosion, the movement. And I'm like. Well, I think that's both yeah, you guys. Not yeah. to, to, to cut you off, but. Think about him, where he was pulling up from but, beyond, but, like deep, deep. But, but my evolution is coming because I can't play this position. Like, so I'm evolving the point guard position because it's a disadvantage to them because they're not scores. You know, they're playmakers. They're forced to playmake. So me coming at them and the worst they can give me is 20. You know, I'm trying to give you 30. The worst you can do is 20. You know? It's different than you already see elite sh shooting guards and their explosion. They can get you sixty, and then you you just <laughs> see just like yo, what what like I got remember I'm watching Jason Richardson, so I see what explosion looks like. This was different. Like that's what I'm saying. You got Euro stepping, you got Euro to the layup, Euro, and then Euro dunk. Like wait, hold on, wait, hold on, because I remember I was in Chicago. I'm like, all right. He steps, steps, and dunk. I 
I can, I can try it. All right, stand right there. <laughs> I can try it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Hey Grover, what what leg stuff? You, <laughs> what leg stuff he got? I got what I gotta do to get to that? Because it was like it was yeah, just I don't... everything that was doing it was just the finishing. I'm like, yo, how does he still have this kind of bounce after doing all this movement? It was just unreal. It was just it was unreal. Yeah, I always say like I feel like the one thing I never got credit for is my creativity. You know what I mean? Like. I think I was, I think I kind of, not evolute, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't start it, but I feel like when I came in in my position, no one was doing the creative things that I was doing at the size that I am, and then, like you said, finishing it with a, you know what I mean? And so I was a very creative player, and it wasn't that I made it all up, but I watched what someone did, and I figured out a way to put my own spin to it, and I always said, I didn't have a go-to move. Like, I had so many, in my repertoire, over my career, I had so many different moves, and it all comes from just creativity of understanding position, understanding the space I needed, understanding that um, Brandon Haywood is too slow. If I come off this pick and roll and he's coming, he's too slow. You know what I mean? And I know that. I know his feet is too slow, so I'm coming off this pick and roll. I'm gone because his job is to cut me off. I'm like, come and cut me off. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And so it was, I was very creative as a player. And I, I feel like I never got the credit for how creative I was, you know, <clears throat> playing a game of basketball. But a lot of that too is you have it in your bag and you're reacting too. So mm -hmm. it's like whatever they, and that really, that's very rare too. Guys don't have all these things like, I got a counter for your counter. Show me this with Brandon Hayward. Okay, that's what I wanted. Thank you. Like there was, there was like, there was two people that I said, you know, on pick and rolls, it was just, they were just, in, they were impossible. You and Jamal Tinsley. Like, Jamal Tinsley was nice. What are we even doing on the pick and roll? There's nothing to do. Hard show, under show. Like he was here and now he's over there. Like we we still to this day didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> we were like, is, he is he carrying? Hey ref, he's carrying ref. He is like he comes and poof. Oh, I definitely carried a lot. But oh yeah. It was but, <laughs> but don't it call was, it. No. But because where you started from, you was allowed to come up. So that's what the ref told me. Yeah, okay. They said because he's starting in a crouch position, when he comes out of it, yeah. he's allowed that space. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, because I got real low. Low. And yeah, so you're yeah. real low. So real you're low. here. So when you're coming, I'm coming up, up. Yeah. it's not considered. Because I used to throw that joint yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I seen doing that? So when I got in, I was looking. Jason Kidd. I watched Jason Kidd get away with so many carries. Jay Kidd, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I watched Jason Kidd get away with so many carries. I was like, okay, all right. So when I get to that level of respect, I'm carrying the hell out of this ball. Boy, when I got to that level, I was. <laughs> but go, getting low, well, Tom Cream, my, my college coach, shout out to Tom Cream. Uh, that's what he taught me in practice. And, and I didn't know what he was doing. I'm, he was like, this shoulder needs to be on that ground. Like that's how low you need to get. And so the workouts to do that, to, to bend my legs and get my knees and all that down there to do that was grueling. And, but eventually once, it, once I figured it out and then I realized like, oh, can't no, once I get low, can't nobody get back in front of me. Mm -hmm. And so then it became, it's a part of my game. So, yeah. And I was thinking that too, it's a product of your environment. And I gotta tell you, a lot of times we give a lot of credit to LA, L.A. Hoopers, you know, a lot of activity. He doesn't really like New York Hoopers. We will not give them any respect. Understand that was a different just, era. It's, just, it's an outdated market. Yeah, he I said mean. it's an outdated. They haven't, they haven't they had been, their time. They haven't been producing. Yeah, they, they, they had their time for sure. They but, had, I'm gonna, I'm had, say, <laughs> but I'm going to say Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Chicago got, they got bouncing. Chicago's, Everybody, been, like Chicago's been pretty consistent Just, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we didn't like, I don't feel like we ever fell off. Like L.A. has came with like, Everything. 
I mean, they got, it's about 1,200 dudes from, the, from L.A. and the NBA. Like, you know, they, they got it, especially right now. But, like, I feel like Chicago, we just, we've always produced great players. And it's been consistent over the years, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's a different style. Like, Oz is tough and rugged and, yeah. you know, L.A. is a little different. Flashy. Yeah, just yeah, it's a little yeah, that's what, <laughs> it's a little turnaround shoot, walk yeah, down the court, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit a game winner like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, could you have ever done that with no, Tom? I Green? need to see Matt go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I ain't had that kind of I ain't had that kind of shot neither. I couldn't. I ain't had a confidence. Like he shot. I remember watching that man. I remember seeing him shoot that game winner, turn around to the crowd. And it, and the, and he's messed up a lot of people's career doing that because Nick Young tried it. <laughs> Kimba, Kimba, Sorry, Nick. Kimba walked away like this and it didn't go in. So, but that was epic. Yeah, Steph turned it into a whole nother, a whole nother thing. Like it was, yeah. it was a whole yeah. nother. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Steph, it's, Steph evolved it. Yeah, but evolved you're you're it. saying the point is like when you, uh, I'm thinking of that play when you blocked the shot, came down, pulled up. Time expired, and you hit, the, you know, in Miami, and this uh -huh. Miami. like yeah. the celebration. Everyone wants th those moments. Yeah, you're just you were. Uh, yeah, but the yeah, celebration yeah. first. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, the, it was just the confidence at that time. You know, it's it's um, it's this thing. I it's it, we were competing so much, like with the it was the youth competing. That this is what happened. Someone said um, it was a youth compete. Someone was like, uh, "Yeah, man, Ray Allen, first ballot Hall of Famer." So I was like, "Ray Allen." Ray, Ray, Ray. So you know, I'm 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 thinking, you know, two thousand five, six, seven. What was Ray Allen? I had to really go to Google and realize. We removed. <laughs> he said we removed. Because you got to remember, by your, it was your second year you all-starred, mm -hmm. right? Which was my fourth year I all-starred, LeBron's second year. Mm -hmm. Young, young, young. Mm -hmm. We done already, there's three spots in the all-star game <laughs> for young guys. You and LeBron starting. Right. So where was, it was like, where, wait, hold on. He was, he was there. He did what? Because by his, by by some of those veterans, they're at 26, 7, 8, they were already removed out of the All-Star game. Mm. I didn't even think about that. Because I'm over here, so, so I'm looking at like, and then I was like, oh, All-NBA, only made it. Because I was like, oh, all he wasn't on the All-NBA team because I was third. It was me and Chauncey one year, and then me and AI or me and Dwayne one year, and then it was Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne. I don't know where he would have been. Because on the other side, it was Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. You know, Kobe, what's the name, what's the name? And then yeah. it was realized he only made it twice. Ray? Yeah. All NBA? Twice. Over his whole career? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why I said it was just weird. Like, listen, I'm like, yeah, I was, you know, I'm over here trying to compete with Dwayne, LeBron. And then, you know, when... But when we got, when we got in the league, Ray had moved on from, he moved to Seattle. Yeah. And they, they didn't have a good team at that time. I mean, Ray was still putting out, like, he had a couple 50s. He was putting out buckets on people here, but they, they didn't have a great team. Like, Richard Lewis was young. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, Luke Rittenauer at the point. Yep. You know, they didn't have they a watch, great yeah. team. So he kind of got lost for a while in not having a great team until the trade sent him to Boston. Then now, Ray came yeah. back. That's yeah. what it was. He kind of got lost in the sauce of the new excitement, the young guys, and him playing in Seattle. Well, he was giving numbers, but he is in the West. 
Yeah, I was like, that was well, the, the funny thing that you say there is when he got to Boston, right? He put that team together because he was in Seattle, West Coast. You know, people forget about games on the West Coast, let's be honest. So he knew, like, if I get my window is closing, if I get a shot, I got to go to a team like But Boston, even in like the East, if everyone stayed healthy, I mean, got to remember, Vince Carter gets pushed out of Vince Carter got pushed out of the NBA All Star game. You're, we're All Stars at 23. Mm-hmm. So I start, I remember I was a, I took him out. When I beat him, that was 2006-7 All-Star. So that was a 2006-7 All-Star. So if he's only 42 right now, back then he was only 30. 29 when he got taken out. I mean, yeah. He was still he was still so in his prime. He was, yeah, his prime. A, he was just in his prime. Yeah, I mean, Vince stayed in his prime for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so he just retired. He didn't mean to. Vince stayed for a long time. It was quick how young kids just took over. But you know what, too? What happened in the game? The game shifted, right? Like, so right now we watch, right? We watch Steph Curry shift the game, mm-hmm. right? So you watch players shift. When we came in, the game shifted. And when it shifted, it shifted into uh, specialties, right? It shifted to, they took the hands off, mm-hmm. <laughs> the rules changed, and now mm-hmm. we got free. And then it became where pick and rolls was the thing. Vince wasn't a pick and roll player. Ray wasn't a pick and roll player, so forth and so on. So now the game changed to watching us and our excitement and what we were doing. Our numbers could have been the same, mm-hmm. but the fans, start loving what we were doing. And you gotta understand like what Gilbert did, which a lot of people don't talk about is the NBA has, we have rules. Before, it wasn't, guys weren't coming at you pulling up at three like that. That wasn't a game when I first got in. Gilbert was coming at you full steam ahead and then he'll stop and pull up at three. Where our rules is to pick a guy up, your toes at the three point line, not heels over the three point line. So he coming down full steam, I'm like, oh, he coming. And he's, er, you're like, hmm, what are you doing? And he just started stopping and pulling. That wasn't the rules. So like we had to now change our rules to say, oh, hey, he was above the three-point line. You got to pick a guy up. Just those small things that fans don't know, but like he took advantage of the rules. James Harden took advantage of the rules. Like to me, those players that take advantage of the rules are so smart. Uh, I mean, I eventually took advantage of the rules. That's why I got so many free throws. I took advantage of, it wasn't vertical at the time. <laughs> so if a, you jump into a big yep. man, it's a foul on him. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, that was the rule, so I took advantage of it. You know? they, cha- they changed it by 2008. It changed the whole they, game, they, too. And that's what they said. They said they, they got two headhunters, Gilbert and Dwayne, and they said they're, they're, they're seeking bodies and not seeking baskets. That's true. And this episode, episode 100 of the No Chill Podcast, is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I have ever tried. You know, with so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health. And I'm gonna say this, it's the perfect complement to a workout. Scoop in athletic greens, mix with water, shake it up, and while you work out, it gives you nutrition, gets you every kind of essential vitamin and mineral you could think of while you're working out, and hydrates you. Perfect for me, I've tried it, it works, I feel good, work out well, And here you go. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. 
that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations over the last decade and counting. They invest in the most absorbable and natural source of ingredients and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and best nutritional habit on the planet. It's a lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free source and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They're offering fans of the No Show podcast a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit our link today you'll basically never need to buy vitamin d again so whether you're looking for peak performance or better health covering your bases with athletic greens makes investing in your energy immunity and gut health each day simple tasty and efficient simply visit athleticgreens.com slash no chill and join health experts athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit Athletic Greens, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash no chill and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. All right, let's take a break to talk about our friends at DraftKings. The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend. 55 in a game this big deserves a big prize. And not just some trophy. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do is get your share of these huge prizes is to enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. So go get it. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings app now and use a promo code NOCHILL to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use the promo code NOCHILL. Now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Remember terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So what they so what ends up happening? See, I was hurt already. So I was hurt. So they were focusing only on you. They were like, look, they're just showing all these clips. <laughs> the rims right here. 
Someone's coming, jumping right Jump into right him, to yeah, boom, and then getting bounced back to the rim. Mm -hmm. So there's like they're they're hunting. We have to give the big man an advantage or give him equal ground. Equal ground so yeah. That's where going straight up. They so, the but roof, before man. that is, if there was contact and you wasn't out of that white line, that's what, and that's what people don't understand. You know, it's a lot of controversy about 06, all the free throws I got. We can go back now. Of course, I got a few superstar calls in the middle of that. Every mm -hmm. you're gonna get that. But if you go back and look, I just took advantage of the rules. If Eric Dampier, if I was going to lane and Eric Dampier was late, I just jump into his body, yep. boom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the ground or whatever. So it wasn't that I was getting the calls. That was the rules. Now, if the rules was vertical, I wouldn't have got those same calls. So like, it's not like people don't understand as much. Like, you know, I love the fans, but sometimes fans don't really understand the rules of the game. So once you know the rules of the game, you understand why a player is getting away with certain things, i.e. James Harden. Everybody was mad. It was the rules. You can't. <laughs> James is just like, here. And you was you like, yeah, <laughs> foul. <laughs> it's the rules. So, and so I just, just the controversy that, that comes with certain things, like what came with my NBA finals is fouls. Yeah, I got 20-something free throws mm -hmm. because I took a, I, once I realized what the rules was, I was like, oh, I'm fast, quick, and I can jump, and he's slow. Oh, I'm getting to the free throw line every time because I took advantage of, it wasn't no vertical rule at the time. If I hit your body, it's <laughs> yep. two for me. You know, and it's just the way it was. And that's 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 a big thing that, like when people always talk about the 80s and the 90s, like you can't say we can't play in this era. Obviously, you can. You realize we're smart enough to dissect this rule and use it as a benefit. So depending on what the rules were then, we're the smart enough to play to the rules. <laughs> so the if rules. you're saying, hey, it's WrestleMania time. Okay. <laughs> we Look, we grew up on the playground watching WrestleMania. So we know we're going to 21. When it gets to 19 and 20, it's basically fights. Oh, it's fights. <laughs> it's fights. We, we know that already. We've been playing that style. All we're doing is just we're adjusting to the rules that are giving to well, us. Where did, where did that even, it before? it had to be before you guys that that changed because the league had to realize it's not really fun to watch. Which one? Fights and bully ball. What, when they changed the rules? Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, David, first of all, give David Stern a lot of credit, uh, former commissioner, for seeing that and, and trying to and understand that he needed to make our game more likable. We need to be pre presentable in a certain way, the way we looked, and they needed to change the rules of, Guys, back in the day, they should just fight. Yeah, just and yeah. it would be like, you good? You good? All right, let's keep playing. Like, so he had to kind of like put his paws on it to kind of change the rule or the NBA wouldn't be where it is today. So a lot of credit go to David Stern. Now what he did and what they continue to do is they continue, as they do now, they continue to watch how the game can become more exciting. Right? It was, no one wants to see a game where 65-69 is the score in the fourth quarter. So they adjusted the rules and said, okay, all right. Let's, let's, let's loosen the defense a little bit more. The advantage start going to the offensive player a little bit more. It used to be the defense had the advantage, right? Yeah. Gary Payton can guide, guide you with his hands because he was so strong. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I first came in, Ruben, Ruben Patterson locked me over here. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I feel like my daddy grabbed me. I'm like, what, you, what, <laughs> what you, you doing? doing? You know what I mean? But then they took the rules and you couldn't grab me no more. Now I'm like, what you going to do? <laughs> so, now you got to play defense. <laughs> you got to move your feet. And now I'm quicker than you. Yeah. You know, so it just, it's really is just understanding that the game is going to always evolve because the rules will always evolve and change because you want it to, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, it's entertainment, and they have to make sure you are as entertained as you can be. But also speaking of it evolving, I feel like now it's all, you gotta be a freak athlete. It's all super athletes. Mm. Even Steph, Steph's no, not that big. Not necessarily. He's super skilled, but I mean. You have to be Greek skilled. Freak? Okay, the difference now is skill. 
You know, back when we played, you had a few players that's on the court that's just for defense. <laughs> right. That's just for defense. They're, right. they're there just to stop him. Mm -hmm. So he's giving him, he was giving him 30, now he's giving him 27 with bad percentage. He has zero. This guy does not play anymore. Right. This right. guy is a skilled guy trying to score. Like now you have your third option, a Clay Thompson, giving you 60 in 26 minutes. That's what the third option is now. Third option is shit, Kyrie Irving. That's a, I mean, which one is it? That's the <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Which one is the third option? <laughs> which one is the third option? Yeah. That, that's the difference. There's the, the skill the level. Skill level. Has skill level. went up. Yeah, because that. So the defense, like, it's not that there's no defense in the NBA. Everyone is so skilled now. And skills, re skills reward. You got to remember, the defensive rules are still the same. I mean, yeah, you take off hand checking it, but still principles. Move them this way, do this, we're gonna double, go over on the shooter, go under on the. Well, now everyone has adapted to that. So they're gonna go under, so let me go work on this pull up. Let mm -hmm. me, all right, they're gonna push me baseline, let me work on all these moves to get out of this, mm -hmm. this little trap, throw between the legs, hop step. Pull back. Like, well, now, everybody so, has a trainer. Yeah. Like, first, when I we first got in, Tim Grover was the only trainer that I knew of. Right? And yep. now, everybody, and, and, and not saying, I'm, like, I love the fact that, you know, my son, Gilbert trains. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we love the, the guys who come back and train because they help you with that skill. But the, the game has changed so much the skill that everybody has a trainer and everybody has the same Packet. left, left. Yeah, yeah, left, right, left. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got skills nowadays. And now, so it's like, how do you separate yourself? Because, like you said, you ain't getting on the court if you don't have some form of skills. Five men need to bring up the ball and be at a Euro step. <laughs> yeah. If you can't do that, sir, you're not playing. So now it's like, now, for, so what I look at, I'm like, okay, everyone has skill. Where, who, where are we going from here now? Mm -hmm. how, how are we going to separate the players now? Because every, you say anybody get an opportunity, everybody can do the same thing. There's certain guys that, like the, the Kyries of the world and the KDs of the world and the so forth, James Hardens of the world and all these guys who are special, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But like the young generation, Everybody got skill. Yep. So I'm looking to see what's going to separate this next crew, this next, this next gap of, of, of players to become that great mm -hmm. and to become that special. And like, what, what they're going to do to change? What, what rules next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where are we going? Like, Steph showed us some, Steph showed us something now. Everybody's shooting logo threes. Like, I say, even LeBron, when he pulled up from the, the no, logo, I'm like, like a layup. This <laughs> it's like, he just like, yeah, but he couldn't, he wasn't doing that. No, because it wasn't, it wasn't seen. It wasn't seen. Like, the, the reason, like, when people say, yo, why would you pull it up? I said, I looked at a stat, mm. and the stat was at the three-point line, right, at the three-point line, 33, 34, 35%. Then I seen, like, it was like six shots, six or seven, I'm shooting 60%. And then it was like 72 over here. And these are like, by the, by, like, close by the logo, hash mark. So I'm like... So I, so I'm shooting better from back here. <laughs> Might as well just check these motherfuckers back here. Yeah. And then I had to smart player. I had to yeah. figure out why. And the why was toes at, at the three-point three. line. So I'm like, oh, no one's guarding me here. So since no one's guarding me here, this is actually a better shot than me being guarded at the three-point line. Right. So I need to start training here.
knowing that everyone is taught to be meet him at the three point line. So I'm going to sit here and work on work on it these. It makes shots sense, right? These going to be my free <laughs> shots. These going to be yeah. layups. So that's what the logo shot is now. No one's guarding at the logo. So Gilbert was here. Now them <laughs> them guys back there. But listen, you have you see it ain't no contested logo shots really, no. because you don't you're not conditioned to pick a guy up at half court really. And so like somebody like Dave come past, he on this hop, and you bagging up, it's not contested. Now I seen in the bubble they were trying to guard Dame at the half court, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's now he's now he's a guard. Now he, okay, now I'm gone. But that's the that's the game. So now I'm like okay, guys are shooting at the logo. Where are we going next? Who who about to pull up from behind at half court? Who about to come back like half court? And be like 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 Lamelo did in high school. Who about to start doing that? Cause like where are we going? Well, I think I mean it's it's bigs like Jokic guys that are gonna bigs that can bring the ball to the floor. Mm-hmm. So they're like, damn, if I had to guard a big man now. And also, where's going is getting younger. That's really what it is because four year players coming out of college, less and less of those, and it's all these young guys and. If you're an older player, eventually the game's gonna evolve. And that's what I think that's why LeBron's so impressive, right? For a lot of reasons. But like his thing, he's always added things to survive. Listen, okay, I gotta, I got we gotta have this conversation about LeBron. Uh-huh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sip first. Is LeBron the best he's ever been right now? I think so. And I think I think because, because he's getting slower. And the athleticism is going down just a little bit. Yeah. Just, just, just a little, just a little, just a little yeah. bit. He has to think more. He has to play the game smarter, wiser. You know, so something most people had to do at like a 31, 30, he's doing it now. Right. So instead of just using his brute strength like he was when he was younger, he has to be wiser now. Yeah. So I think, you know, this yeah. is like his best basketball. Like yeah. we're just overall. Watching him the other night. Obviously, went back to Cleveland and hit up 40-something, 46. But I was watching the way he played the game. And I got a chance to see him at what we think was his best LeBron in 2012. We feel mm-hmm. like that was the best LeBron that we've seen, right? And it was at times where maybe everybody on the outside or even inside, you were frustrated because you were like, Bron, just do, just, just do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 just, yeah. Just take a guy to the block. And there were certain things he just wouldn't do at, at certain times. And so now I watch his game and I say, does he have a weakness in his game? And I start from the rim all the way back to half court. He can do everything. But no, let's take it even back. Let's take it all the way back from the rebound. Mm-hmm. Right? He does everything now. So now he's good at everything. He's shooting high 40 and three points now. And his range is out to the logo. Mm-hmm. Right? You know he's mid-range. He can post you up. He can face you up. He's still going to dunk on you. He can, he, he's, his ability to see the floor now is so much it's better now because he's seen every coverage. Like, it's at the point now where I'm like, I'm looking at this guy and say, I've never seen nobody get better at 36 yeah. years old. Like, this, this doesn't happen. And I feel like this is the best, as a fan now I'm watching, I think this is the best LeBron that I've seen. And it's not, he's not jumping over, hitting yeah. his elbow on the rim. <laughs> he's just hitting his right here on the rim now, you know? And, but it's changed, but he's, bro, I've never seen this before. Like, this is that he's more, com- it was funny, he's more complete. Yeah, he's more complete. He's That's, more complete. There you go. He's well, more because complete. in other sports, I, Tom Brady might be the exception too, but when you get older, you get smarter because you got more yeah. experience, but then physically, yeah. you're on the deep and he didn't lose that. So normally, when he I got a million dollars to take care of his body, dang, I wish I could just, <laughs> yeah. I see it. So he didn't, lose, he, didn't, he didn't lose his athleticism. And take care of his body, like he does an amazing job, but the man above said, boom, yeah. you're blessed. Uh-huh. It, let's get away from that, take care of your like, He does it, he spends a lot of money. I know a lot of people who do it uh-huh. and spend a lot of money and it didn't work, you know what <laughs> I mean? The man above said, 
I'm gonna give you everything but a hairline. Yeah, I'm just gonna give you everything. That's my guy. I always talk. <laughs> but he has it, and so now he's unlocked it all. He has no. It's nothing in his mind. He don't think. Like, he don't think about shooting a logo pull up because it, he doesn't have like back when he was even in his prime when he was the best MVP. He still had a lock in certain mm -hmm. things. What it was in his three point shot or what it was in his free whatever it is. He doesn't have a lock anymore. The only thing that he ain't doing is shooting 100, shoot 90% from the free throw line. That's the only thing left for this man to do. Outside of that, he can do everything else on the floor. And I'm just trying to think what unlocked it. Was it the Cleveland team when he had to do more himself? Hmm, that's a good question. Probably when it, it started unlocking every year he won. Yeah, every year you've seen, when you've he seen won, it unlocked. When he won, now that monkey gets off his back. Now he's he going to the next year, that trying a little bit. Trying some things that he didn't try the year before. You win your second championship. Okay, he's going to start doing some different stuff. Then he goes in, gets the monkey off his back in Cleveland. Then you just start seeing just more outspoken, different guy. Like you just see the evolving. You know, before it was more sheltered. You know, more of, you know it's more of a sheltered. Got to worry about what I say. You know, you know I'm, already, I'm already getting criticized for leaving. Like, I remember when I watched him say the, um, his decision, Oh, you can see that that was a scared, that was scared. Oh, tight. That was a yeah. scary Super move. Like, like he, it was like he had to say it to himself twice to make sure he said it. Like, yeah, I'm going, I'm gonna take my talents to Miami. I'm gonna take my talents to Miami. Like it was like it was just he was trying to convince. This is how nervous he was. He said South Beach, first yeah. of all. We're <laughs> playing South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's how nervous, you know. Yeah, what I'm that's what I'm yeah. But it was one of like, so you can see like that nervous guy to the, who he is now, just the battle. And then you know? too, as you get older, we watch we watch guys before. It's like we used, me and Brown would watch Kobe, and we would watch Kobe interviews. And when he got older, he just didn't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. And we were like, can't wait to get to that <laughs> age. <laughs> and now Brown's at the age where not not only do he he don't care what you say because you're gonna say what you're gonna say, but now he's he's now he he comes with he's polished. He comes with the information and the knowledge that he needs not only in basketball, which we know is another level, but now he has it from a, in, in a, from a world standpoint. Now you know when it comes to everything he's doing in his foundation and. And more than a vote and all those things. So now he's he brings the polish with with the education with it and also the I don't give a mm -hmm. So I'm gonna be like when he came out and said, I'm I think that put me on as the greatest. Nobody would have said that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> says that. You don't know. He's like, I don't care. This is what I feel. I feel like that made me the greatest. And that's his right to say that. It's what do he say? I want I want my damn respect too. Yeah. Cause yeah. look at yeah, numbers don't lie. Look at the resume. What else are you gonna say about it? Yeah, you know that that I I always like when people's like, man, that was the easiest championship. I said technically, technically, that is the hardest championship because it's LeBron and the Lakers. Now, when you think about the fan base of a Laker team and LeBron team, every arena they would have went in, he was fan favorite. You know what I mean? So when you're in a bubble, it took. It took the fans' favorite out of them. Now you don't get booed at your own home. Right. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you don't get booed at your own home. Yeah. You get so like I thought it was the best chance for the Clippers to actually win because they didn't have to worry about playing seven road games against Lakers at home. You know, they miss free throws, they're getting booed by their own fans. They didn't have to worry, didn't about, have to worry that. about that. So this was was the best chance for them to win because the fans was gone. Well, because this made everyone equal, equal right? Everyone equal. If you can be, yeah. this made everyone. I mean, even now in the season that they're going through, right now you're seeing certain teams struggle. You know, what I mean, that you surprised about, or you see maybe you know players that's a better than you thought 
Well, you know, it all, the crowd plays a big part in it all that is not playing right now. So we don't know. And I hope I hope these guys get to their max money before, uh, <laughs> before the crowd come back. Because you got guys who playing, you like, hmm, if the crowd was there, would he be playing away? Probably not. Because when, when somebody in your ear talking about your mama, yeah. when they booing you, when somebody behind and it's loud and it's the energy and it's all white in the arena and it's, it changes the free throw that you shoot. But even that, what you're saying, to be able to turn that volume down, I think that was the thing that you guys did when he came there. Obviously, you probably saw, like, well, this is way different than it was in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it took us up another level. Yeah. But that first year, like, you guys were villains and you're like, wait, this isn't what you guys, we expected, right? Yeah, no, we, no, not like that. <laughs> no, you know, we, we expected some of it. We, we didn't expect that, no, not at all. But it, it made us like, it, it, it took the fun out of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like being, trying to play the villain, it just took the joy away from the game. And even though we still were good and you know, all that kind of stuff, we didn't have fun in that first year. Cause we were like, all right, we gonna show them. Like you can't, that's not the way you go through an entire year. You know what I'm saying? And, but. It was fun. I mean, I got some great stories and great memories from like talking shit in the arena to the fans back and forth. But at the end of the day, like it was all love because we knew everybody was there to see us. You know, at the end of the day, you can say what you want, but y'all here, y'all bought these tickets early. <laughs> you ain't get these tickets for the last five minutes because they couldn't sell seats. No, you got, you was like, oh, let me get the heat. Okay. Yeah. We knew that. We knew y'all were there for us. So, you know, the hate, yes, it, it, it kind of drove us in the wrong. We should have, we, we didn't place it right. You know, if we would have placed the hate in the right spot, in the right place, then, you know, we could still have joy plan. But, you know, we took everything that people were saying about us and, you know, we took it personal. And we kind of, we was like this the whole year. And once we got to the time of winning time, we couldn't perform the way we needed to perform because we were tight. You know what I mean? Just being honest, we were all, we were tight. And we didn't, none of us performed the way we wanted to. Like, everyone talks about LeBron not performing the way that he should have. He didn't, and he knows that. But I didn't perform the way I should in the last couple games. Like I was, no one can guard me out there. Love Jason Kidd, but he was 35. He shouldn't have been able to guard me. I should have, okay, Brian, you ain't having a good game. I should have had 45. Like it's just that, like, but we were so tight. And so, you know, we allowed that hate in that season to really, in 2010, to really affect yeah, that the way was we big, performed. I, that was big hate too. Cause, um, that was real, oh, that was real. Because I remember when, we, when we, we, were, we were playing you guys in the season, you guys were what, eight and eight. And my whole we, thing. We started, yeah, yeah, because we whole, started nine and eight before we went on a winning streak. Yeah, because my whole thing, yeah, because <laughs> the nine came against us. Because <laughs> he <laughs> was eight and eight, and I was like, listen, 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 listen. This is our best chance to get them. Their lineup is a little funky. They got LeBron at the actual three. You know, we've been playing him. He don't, that's not his position. They got Mike Baby at the point. All right, so listen, while they're still a little bit off, before they realize, <laughs> before they realize, <laughs> well, they figure this out. <laughs> we need to hurry up and try to get a win, right? Nope. Boop, get smacked, get smacked first five minutes. He subs us. He basically calls it game. <laughs> he goes game, bro. <laughs> he been, coach subs, he just subs the whole five out. And I'm on the man like, come on, God damn it, man. Already, <laughs> we already give it up. You look at the score down 19. Yeah, you already give it up, man. Already, already giving up, man. Where the cheerleaders at? Just, just watch the cheerleaders. Everybody going to run now. They done figured it out. And that's what he, Yo, how about everybody? How about we first got to leave? Everybody used to be like this at our cheerleaders. Yeah. It's like the game over here. Everybody's like, we like, we got them. Let's go. Let's make the run. They ain't focused. Hey, like, are they doing this on purpose, bro? Are they doing the cheerleaders on purpose? Because our cheerleaders don't look like this. Because one day our coach was like, hey, Rook. Y'all rookies, look at this. Time out. 
Welcome to the NBA's rooks. I didn't want nothing. I just wanted y'all to see <laughs> yeah, what, no. what it do here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was special. It was special. So that was what, like, fifteen of the eighteen that you took. <laughs> huh? That that game was like 15, 18 and three. No, 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 no. That was like, yeah, no, yeah. Wasn't it, was, it was another loss. It was, it was, it was you know what's funny? That, that's kind of human nature, though, if you think about it. In my, in my head is like, when someone presses you or comes at you, naturally, you're going to want to defend yourself. So that's why you guys were like that. Like, all yeah. right, you guys are, you know, we're the bad guys here. All right, yeah, we're the bad guys. We're right. going to respond to you like that. Mm -hmm. But then it took going through that to the next year to when you do finally win. It was like, that wasn't who we were. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to go anywhere if that's who we continue to be. Yeah, I mean, we, and then, too, like, I mean, we've talked about this before, too. It's great putting great talent together because, you know, we're sitting in Brooklyn right now, putting three guys together. But it does come a time, it is a freedom in not having to like worry like, oh, is he gonna, is he gonna take the, is he gonna shoot? Do, do, oh, he need to get some shots. He, it, so we had that, you know what I mean? Think about it. In the day of Bron come down and him and CB playing their game and it's been seven minutes and D-Wade ain't touched the ball. <laughs> my breathing gonna change a little bit. And now Bron see that, now he like, I gotta get, so once we came back the next year too, and it was like, listen, hey, Brian, hey, you the best. This is you run the show. It, it took a, it took a lot of thought out of him too because he's coming to Wade County, and so I know he looked over his shoulder a few times, like, okay, this D Wade need to D Wade need to, instead of just playing basketball, like he doesn't he don't do that anymore. Like even though AD need to get the ball, he don't necessarily he don't have that same. Like it's not that same thing of coming to Miami and it's being Wade County and him feeling like possibly. All right, I gotta get this guy ball. I gotta get ID. He ain't he ain't mad. So once we cleared that out in the next year and said, listen, you're the best player in the game. You're gonna lead us to the championship. We just gonna do what we need to do. It cleared him up, freed everybody up, and then there we go. Now we go three straight finals and we went two of the three. And you know, great career. We had a great career in those four years. That's somebody yeah. career right there in yeah, those yeah, four yeah, years, yeah. which we went to the finals four times. So yeah, for sure. That's that's the most like people don't understand that when you're putting teams together. It, Names is good. That's a good starting point, but meshing is the most important. Like, yep. And you know, I had I was saying last year at the beginning, and I said the the Clippers can't win because no one has came out and said, "Hey, you're the man. Hmm. You're the man. We're gonna go by your lead." I said. Lakers and already did that. Mm -hmm. I said Lakers and already did that. They already know the pecking order of what's going on. This side hasn't. So there's going to be some. There's going when it gets yep. tough. There's going to be some Great battling point. here because no one's came out. You're you're not accepting the new guy. The new guy's trying to fit in. You're like, ah, oh, that's my team. Like you, you know, there's no pecking order. And if you don't have a pecking order, then when that court happens and someone's not getting the ball, it's going to be felt more. Like, I already, I told them, you know, I used to tell my team, hey, listen, when I get on the heater, just, just let me know that someone didn't get the ball because I am not paying attention or just call some plays. And I know when you call plays, Eddie, that means you want me to pass the ball because none of the plays was basically meant for me. <laughs> the plays, <laughs> so for people be like, yo, do you know any plays besides uh, one four flat? Oh uh, no! <laughs> no, I do not know no plays besides one four flat means it's my time. Like Ooh, one four. When said, coach called that, you'd be like, yeah. When when he called plays, when he called plays, that means Antoine and Karan's getting the ball. That's the playbook was meant for our three and our four man. 
It was men for the three and the four. Me and the two had to figure that shit out on our own. <laughs> figure that shit out on our own. Yeah. So like when so when yeah. teams had great defenses, it was it was hard for us because that offense was made for half court. So if you didn't have someone who can go, and you know Karan, Karan got to get into his. <laughs> Shout out the <to> tub juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, he used to push. He, he used to jab step jab. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, used to, I used to say, I said, Karan, listen, listen, like, I don't care about my assist stats. I really don't. But I kind of do. And the fact that you average 19 and 20 points and I don't get one assist from you <laughs> got me feeling some type of way, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to throw your rhythm off because every time I pass it to you, you wide open. You go shimmy, 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 pump fake and shoot the same shot. They don't give me that assist. So you still got your three points. <laughs> yo, my God. I'm like, I'd rather you double your shooting. Cause it was like, yo, he shoots the hell out of the yeah, ball. Yeah, he did. Like that was the that was the thing about Corona. They shot lights out. Yeah, he did. But they played in rhythm. You know, they played in rhythm, so you had to understand their rhythm. So it wasn't like I like when it when it came to Quran, I didn't have to worry about missing him. Like I didn't like oh swing it, swing it, pass it to Quran and miss him. I didn't have to worry about that because no matter when he got the ball, he was going. Do what he was gonna do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I pump fake jab, give him a little rhythm, spot you. Right. Like, all right, we cool. You know, so right. like so I never had to worry about him. Like, yo, I was open. Cause with Quran, Quran's always open. <laughs> Quran was always but open. But the other thing about Quran though, you can't really ask too much of him on offense because on D he had to take Quran, Melo, T But that's what I'm saying. So do your we, thing. We on had offense, to learn man. how to mesh. We, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We lost Larry, brought Quran in. Quran was coming off the bench, and we had to try to figure out how to get him evolved. So we had to learn each other's games. It's like he was getting some buckets over there, though. Yeah, boy, he was getting some buckets with y'all, man. Man, I love Tobias. That was my vet, my young vet when I came. That was in. Your young vet. That was my young vet when I came into the NBA. Man, we played one year together. He got he got injured in Miami, so we didn't get the full like the duel. You know that we could have been, but like, man, I love Tub Juice to this day. It's one of my good friends, man. He is a dope individual, but he yeah. gonna jab. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Seven jabs, and you gonna shoot? All you gonna do is shoot, shoot. Yeah. shoot. <laughs> and if you go past, you just gonna dunk it with one hand because you got the big hand. All you gonna do is shoot, and you right. Splat, splat out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, we talked yeah. about it. Coming from Chicago, yeah. right? What was your expectations? When you went back versus reality, when I went back to play, when you went back and you was part of the Chicago Bulls. Oh, okay. Well, my I mean, my expectation was like playing playing in Chicago as in, in Miami. Like I don't know, I just felt like the crowd was like <laughs> crazy. I was like, man, it's gonna be loud up in there. It's gonna be the energy. And it was a lot of games where I was like, where the crowd, like, come on. And they booed us a lot too. I was like, bring the energy. Like, I just, I look for a different energy. But outside of that, man, I didn't really have like much expectations. Like, the, I didn't even plan to go to Chicago. It was just like something that kind of, and they didn't plan to have me. Mm-hmm. It was just something that kind of got thrown together at the last minute because like, you know, everything happened in Miami and, you know, and I was like, I don't, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And so then we had to figure it out. And so I really never had expectations. I just... Only thing I think about Chicago is that the Bulls. Like that's all I remember is, yeah. is Jordan and the Scotty and the Bulls and how amazing it was to look like to play there and then to play there as an opponent and how dope it was going to United Center. And then when I got on the other side, I was like, what? A, 
Where the energy at? You know what I mean? Why y'all booing us? This ain't what I, this ain't what I experienced. You know what I mean? And so, but like. This ain't the D-Wade experience. No, I didn't get that. And they didn't, they, I guess they were looking for something else for me. But at that time, I was an 18-point-a-game score. That's what I get, y'all. You know what I mean? But for me, it was just, I was just glad I got to live that, that like childhood, like moment. You know what I'm saying? That dream out. And it was, it was kind of like a year where, it was a year that it was kind of like, all right, well, y'all don't know what y'all want to do, Miami. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this then. You know what I mean? And so uh, I enjoyed getting to do that. And also, too, everything happens for a reason. The mm -hmm. fact that, you know, I got there when Jimmy Butler was there. And now Jimmy, shoot, back now he's in Miami. Like, shit happens for a reason. So uh, I'm sure my record don't look good saying <laughs> Miami, Chicago, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I just have fun. But I don't, my expectations, I don't even know what I had. I just know what I envisioned mm -hmm. from, like, the Bulls era and playing there in, in the heat. And when I got there, I'm sure the same way they look at me is like, we didn't envision this player neither. We thought we were getting 06 D-Wade. We didn't think we were getting 35-year-old D-Wade. So, but I had a good time. I had a good experience. And uh, then I moved on, you know, just like they moved on. Yeah. And I think the thing about you, too, is you rep three cities pretty strong, right? Chicago, that's where you're from, born mm -hmm. and raised. That's mm -hmm. who you are. Miami, they embrace you. You mm -hmm. embrace that Wade County, like you said. Now you're L.A. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's the next chapter, right? But you still got to keep your feet in all those. Yeah, in Milwaukee areas. as well, I, I, you know. And how I keep my feet in those areas, you know what I mean, in my appreciation, is by always giving back to those areas and those communities. You know what I mean? Like, I don't spend a lot of time in Milwaukee. I didn't, my schedule don't allow me. I ain't flying from LA to Milwaukee like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I make sure that anytime we're doing anything, uh, as a family from a foundation standpoint, we focus in Milwaukee, we focus in Miami, we focus in Chicago, my wife's from Nebraska, we focus in Nebraska, and we focus in California. So all the areas that has really touched us and been a big part of this, we make sure that we still keep our our feet in the, in there in some way. And we do it from a foundation and charity standpoint more so than like going back and being there all the time. Like we don't have the time to do that, you know, as much. So, but yeah, all those places help, help raise us. And, you know, we all grew in each of those. We both grew and I know I did in each of those places. So you want to give back to those places as much as you can. So I try to do it in certain ways. Yeah. I was um, talking, it was, this is like podcasts, like Dwight Howard, right? Mm -hmm. And, we, uh, he, he mentioned, cause you know, we were talking about like the childlike behavior. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was like, uh, what I've noticed is whatever you're, whoever you are when you step foot into the NBA, mm -hmm. that's who you are until someone changes it. Like, you know, wife or veteran. Like, do you believe that? Mm -hmm. I do, 100%. Like uh, we, me and Udonis was talking about this recently is how important vets were to us, mm -hmm. right? And how important vets still is to, to the players in the league. And even though it's getting younger and you don't got as many many vets, but your vets really mold you, man. Like once you see your vets doing something, you're you gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So the vets you have when you come into the league are super important. But like you said, any, 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 anything else in life, like I know that I've become a certain person or a certain thing because of, I met my wife at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Without her, I, I would have probably went this way, but she pulled me this way. And so, like, you, you got to know the people that come in your life that helps you, you know what I'm saying, mold you to become who you are. And if no one is around to mold you, if you're always the smartest, uh -huh. if you're always the richest, <laughs> yeah. if you're always the coolest, then ain't nobody going to mold you. Yeah. You got to get around cooler, richer, smarter people. So you can see, like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Cause I was doing it all wrong. I had 17 cars, so I don't need no cars. Oh, okay, so y'all got yachts and planes. <laughs> you got a driver. Oh, 
okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's how you kind of, you need those people in your life, for sure. Because I, I know, um, I, was, I was watching, and you were doing a karaoke. And I was like, that wasn't the, no. that, 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 that's the way it was, the, the way USA matters, that was shy the way yep. to himself. Now he's talking in Smith. I was like, I could never do that. Like, I, <laughs> I could never. What? <laughs> like, you I could, do, that's, the, that's the difference. I'm wait, 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 wait. opposite. You're more, you're more of an introvert. Yes. Yeah. yeah. On your yeah, own. True. Basketball court is different. Thing. Yeah, I'm in front an of a camera is out, different. Like, thing. like when, when people are pretending to look like, but I'm an introvert. So what ends up happening is, like, I'll be looking like, he had the balls to do that. Oh man, I would have got so nervous. He looking like he having fun. I'm gonna try it one day, and I go on a thing, and yeah, that, that, that. that sounds stupid. Like I do this, That's like crazy. I be looking yeah. like. Why you think I'll never go on vacations with y'all? <laughs> y'all be dancing and stuff. I'm like, I'm not part of no dance crew. I'm like, I'm be embarrassed, bro. I'll be all embarrassed and stuff. <laughs> I get so I get so nervous. I get mm. so nervous. I'm like, how did you get out of that? Like, how did you? I don't. I don't. I don't have that answer. I don't know. It, <laughs> like, it just you know life experiences. I, I, I got this. Like, when you retire, look, I'm not a I'm not a former player. Uh, but when you retire, you get to discover life. Like you're on a grind as a young kid, face it as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And really like when you become a pro, like you're thrust into it. You got to grow up real fast. Mm -hmm. So you have so much responsibility and you take all that on. And then when that's over, you're like, wait, I get freedom, man. I can experience, I got money in the bank. I can do all these things. And really like that's when you come out of your shell in yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, I've been on my shell for a while. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if you know my mom and dad, then you get it. Okay. I think what you know what I mean. Like when I first came in, like that, my mom and dad ain't that person. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. now, I'm my mom and dad 100. <laughs> okay. They they crazy as hell, and I'm the same way. So like if you know them, then you be like, oh okay. But when you don't know them, you be like, like you Donna said all the time. He be like, boy, I don't. He watched me. He's like, boy, you couldn't even put two words together. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even say nothing. He was like, I don't even know understand what I'm watching. <laughs> I don't even know. Right. Who is this right. person now? And until you see my dad and my mom, you be like, oh, okay. Yeah, man. He he got it honest is what they say. So. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, some things in DNA is strong. <laughs> is it like, is retirement, retirement is different from you than it was for me. Because when you, when you retired, you went right into broadcasting. Mm -hmm. When I retired, I was still trying to figure out how to fill my day up. Mm -hmm. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was, like, it was, two years was, it was, I was in a wheel. What I'll do is I'll wake up, I'll wake up, and... I refuse to go to the gym. It's like, I done did that for a long time. I'm cool. I'll get in my car and drive <laughs> downtown in traffic. Music, yeah. Get there, turn all the way back. <laughs> Who does that? Think turn about all that. The way I come all the way back and it's like, oh, it's my what? lunchtime. Right, it's lunch. Eat my lunch, take my nap. Wake up, do it again. Because it's like I'm trying to fill out the practice time and the game time. Mm. And those two times, forever, it was, it was programmed. So when I finished, I didn't know what to do with those hours. Mm -hmm. So it was just saying, drive the freeway, come back. <laughs> Eat, sleep, get in the car, do it again. Yeah. It, was, it was just one of those things. It was just two years straight before I realized what I was doing. Yeah. Just sitting there, just, yes, sir, driving around the full five to the 101, just, and just. Most people don't want to sit. They'll do anything to avoid it. I'm just trying to But, I, but I, I feel like most guys, previous to now, 
that probably was retirement. It sounds crazy right yeah. now we listen to the story, but that's probably most guys' life when they retire because when you give everything to the game and they tell you you don't have any outside friends, don't have no, don't have this, don't have that, you give everything and then you're done. You're like, well, I gave everything to that. I don't, what, now what? Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have next chapter. I don't have, I don't have this like, like, what are you going to do after ba basketball? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't Basketball have a life. has been everything. Basketball has been the main thing. Yeah, since junior high, high school, I don't have a life outside. I don't. So what's your hobby? So go back to to vets, right? <laughs> if it wasn't, I, I would like to say, if it wasn't for Shaq coming in, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be in the position I am. Like Shaq opened my mind to a different world because he was in Shaq rapped. Shaq did, you know what I mean? He had he was in commercial, which he still is commercials. And so Shaq started doing all those things, which kind of filtered on to me, and now it jumped me into People Magazine. Ah, what am I doing in People Magazine? Most beautiful people. <laughs> I, I've been called an ugly ass boy my whole life. <laughs> Oh, you're the ugliest boy coming here. <laughs> so, but being around Shaq, seeing how he do things, getting a chance to pick from his, you know, pick his brain, Dan, boom, now I'm around LeBron. So the people that I was able to be around, some of that kind of went off on me and vice versa. Some of mine went off on them. And, but look at his, his vets and sit is a little different. His yeah. situation is a little <laughs> different than how mine was. So like maybe if I didn't have the same influence of people in my life that I played with, then I would still I would be in the same kind of like I would have been the same way when I retired. But I already knew from a standpoint of like everything I was doing while I was playing, I knew the doors I can walk through. It was it wasn't like it was just more so like okay, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. Dang, what do I want to do? I was like, I don't want to do TV. I don't want to yeah. do TV. Yeah. I don't want to become a hater. I don't want to become a hater. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm gonna do TV. I'm gonna do. I need to get out, I need to get out of the house. Okay, baby. Yeah, you you right. I need to get out because I've been in, like I, it took about three months, and I was like, oh no, mm -mm. Mm, no, this ain't it. Not every day. Yeah, 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 nah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get a job. Yeah, so our marriage can last. Okay? Cause I'm getting on your nerve. I can see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I, I didn't want to do TV neither. I, I, I just always had this perception of like, oh, it's, you get on TV and you become a hater. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to become a hater because I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a hating dude. And I'm like, but people get on TV, and that was just perception. But obviously, when you get on TV, and now that I am, even though it's a lot, of, it, it's it's still some things that come off. You be like, ooh. They may have, they may feel like a hater, but what you do see when you're on TV is all you, all your job is now is just to talk about what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had to explain this to Draymond about like Charles, mm -hmm. right? Charles say some stuff about Draymond. Draymond don't like it, and I was like, well, it's kind of our job to sit back, watch y'all play, and if I watch Draymond play and Draymond, you got zero points, one rebounds, two assists. It's my job to come on TV and talk about that. Oh, matter of fact, you had two texts. It's my job now to come on and talk about that. That's my job now. Mm -hmm. It can be depending on how it's depending on how it's delivered. It come off of hating or not. If you're always positive, then you can never really. But it's hard saying. to be but positive. It's, it's hard to always be positive because it's not you honest. have to talk about something that is that's that didn't work. Like uh, I had to, what Shaq said to Donovan on TV. I went through uh, Donovan's DM said, you know what? Don't mind that. I said he comes from an era where the Jedi reverse psychology right. is how you right. push and a player. And that's Shaq. And that's Shaq. Yeah. So how he was trying to say it, what ended up happening is <laughs> you respected him too much. Meaning because he is Shaquille O'Neal, when he says it, you're like, oh my God, that's Shaq. Instead of, if it was Kobe, Westbrook, he would have straight, man, what? what? 
<laughs> I'm about to show you. All right, keep it. And, and that's what he was expecting. Right. He was expecting and you. And he hit him with the, all right. He, yeah, he was, he was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was expecting you to come at him. Yeah, because that's how and, he do. He challenged. Yeah, yeah, it was a challenge. But it's all in delivery, right? Yeah, so just, now when we, and I think that's the one thing which is tough about TV is we have this microphone now. And, and if you hear from the other players is we have this microphone and our job is for the NBA is to talk about the NBA, to uplift players and, you know, do all those things. But you got to be critical at times, right? This is your job to talk about what you see. It's all about, it's all in the delivery. And doesn't mean that I'm going to get it right. I'm going, it's going to be a time where somebody's going to be mad at me because I'm going to get it wrong. But I'm very conscious of delivery and understanding. I know, I know, we know what Shaq was trying to do, the way it was delivered. I understand why everybody was like, oh, this he hating again. Hate again yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the one reason why I was like, I ain't doing TV, because I don't want those, I don't want those problems. Then I was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna get out the house. Now I'm gonna do some TV. Yeah. And now I, I enjoy it. I enjoy still having a voice, just like you enjoy. Obviously, you had a hundred episodes. I think you started <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I remember we were talking about the yeah, podcast. Yeah, now you're a hundred episodes yeah. in. And so now you get this platform to still like express yourself. Talk about yourself a little bit. Talk about the game. Talk about you know people you watch, and I I like it. I enjoy it now. You know what I mean? Like even if I didn't get paid for it, I think I would still want to come and do stuff like this and talk about sport and talk about my career and all that. And because I mean, we can even look at it like 100 episodes in. This is you because you keep it honest, mm -hmm. and that's the thing people like about Gil is like no he chill. he doesn't hold back. But it's not that you. And I think I've I've people have said that to me is like oh he says stuff. I'm like he actually doesn't. Listen to it. <laughs> he actually does it. Right. Like, don't worry about the delivery. You may say something wild, but listen to the message. Yes. And the you, substance you, of it. Like, uh, so, like, like uh, I've been getting a lot of hate for, um, I said, Kobe and Jordan wouldn't have taken that, uh, when Captain. you got traded, the 2000, what, what year was that, 2016, Cass? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, 16, I said 17. he wouldn't have took that second unit they wouldn't have went to the championship with Jordan and LeBron. I mean, uh, with Jordan and Kobe. And I said, one, because they wouldn't have had the patience. <laughs> they wouldn't have had the patience of, you know, like, you know, JR's mistakes. They would have outed him already. They would have, but LeBron took the patience to realize, no, that's the teammate. And, you know, that's what took that team to the championship. Mm, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the GOAT aspect of it. It was... I'm keeping these guys' confidence here. So if I'm not gonna yell at them, it doesn't matter. Like, and that's, that was the difference. You know, Kobe, we, we know what he did with his young guys. Y'all don't have it, y'all don't have it. <laughs> off the court. Like, we're not gonna be playing these young people basketball. And you see what, you know, the documentary with Jordan. So you know the yeah, personalities of who the guys were. So you know, if they was in this situation, yeah, they would have averaged 35, they would have gotten to the playoffs, but those guys wouldn't have they wouldn't have answered the call the same. Because one, they would have been afraid. You know, JR missed three, four shots with LeBron. He's gonna take four or five more. Same wild, because LeBron hasn't, hasn't done that. They would have played with Kobe and they, they wouldn't have shot the ball at all. Like, nah, we gonna, mm -hmm. there you go. It would have been a smush Parker out there. Here you go, hey, go boss man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go, right. go boss man. And, that, and, that, and that's what I was trying to say, it's like, but all they hear is Kobe and Jordan would have took that. that oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know what Listen, I mean? if you concern yourself with what people hear and how they come back at you, <laughs> you ain't going to like, sleep at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm, like I, I've been on TV just a little while, and I, I got hit with a couple of things that I've said from social media or what people heard. And it's like, 
do you listen to the whole message? No. So you can't over-concern yourself about you know, what you say sometimes. And sometimes you be like, you know what? I didn't explain it right. Let me, <laughs> let me get another shot at this. This is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But you know, people are very sensitive because people, we, we take a snippet out of something and run with it. You know Clickbait. what I mean? Yeah. We, so we hear those like three words, that's clickbait. He said this, he said what? And yeah. then wait, 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 listen to the whole thing. Because for five minutes, he explained himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what people, you know, one of the young guys came out and um, uh, said something back to me about the HBCU comment that I made. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, uh, okay, I don't really feel like I said what you're saying I'm saying. Because <laughs> if you read it, I was actually coming to, you know, the defense of HBCUs from the bigger colleges and saying that the bigger colleges, the bigger colleges don't step up or if the networks don't step up and put these young guys on TV or if they if, if if they can't get the resources and the money that they need to build these facilities and these weight rooms and they have it all, then they're never going to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's me is putting notice and putting attention on how HBCUs get treated. Mm-hmm. Not the fact, I mean, the, the amazingness that come out of HBCUs, the, you know, the hopefully one day HBCUs is right up there with the Kentuckys of the Dukes, but it will never get there if... The, these big institutions, these these big media companies, and you know college basketball don't care enough. But now I explain it in that way. You know, I talk about like that those things, and it comes back that I'm hating on HBCU. a young guy going to HBCU and HBCU ain't shit. I'm like, wait, wait, when did I say that? Now, I'm, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like you say things, and when you have a microphone, you already know that people just gonna grab what they want to grab out of it, and you know people start getting in people's heads and all this, and they come back and they shoot at you. So. Yeah. Some people read that they read to reply instead of reading to understand. Yeah, because you got to read all of. Listen, when <laughs> Gilbert goes off, you got to read oh, I know. everything. Oh, I know. Because if you just read a little bit, no, he won't have no friends in the world. <laughs> because like, it's some things I'll be like, "Ooh, Gil said that." Let me go read it, and then I go read his caption. And that joint way down here, I'm like, "Okay," and I read, and I'll be like, well, "Okay, I understand what he's saying," but the delivery. Yeah. Come off a little different because everybody know oh, no chill gear. Yeah. <laughs> then was one was like Lebr- it said LeBron is not a number one option. When the quote was he's the number one option the first forty three minutes, and then he needs a one on one player for the last four, which was Dwayne Wade, which was Kyrie. Now it's a little bit of AD, which is still a bit a little bit of him too because he's done turned in like over the years he has turned into the last five minute guy. But I said before that. He's usually like, listen, you are the assassin. I'll make sure everybody else is involved. And I said, and it seemed like that's what made him great, that he's willing to say, all right, my specialty is really not the last four minutes. That's yours. You take the ball in the last four minutes. I'll make sure everyone else is fed up. So if you do need us, everyone's still on fire a little bit. And it seemed that's how he played it. When I said everybody's like, so he's not the number one option. It's the number one option to first 43 minutes, and then he delegates. And <laughs> see, <laughs> but that's, see, that, there you go. That's Gilbert's way of looking at it. LeBron don't look at it that way. Right? <laughs> Nobody looks, but that's your take on looking at it. And if you look at that, yeah, he has had players that can go get their own in certain moments of the game, which allows him to still be able to ha, 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 and not have to do all that. So, but it's coming from Gilbert. He and how he delivered it, yeah, yeah. and then you get headlines because yeah, yeah. of it. But, see, but, 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 but they know me by now. So they, <laughs> they, they know it's, it ain't like, it ain't straight out the mouth of how I'm looking at it. It ain't like a hating, like, oh, he's not number one. I was like, no, I, like, 
you guys want him to be Kobe. Like, that's not him. He's, he's magic. He's making sure everyone eats. He has no selfishness. So if he knows I'm a one-on-one player, he's not going to say, all right, forget you. Everybody wants me to be the man. So I'm going to sit there and, and lose games trying to be the man. Right, he's not Instead doing of that. giving this guy the ball who does what he does best. Right. And, you know, it's like it's it's hard to explain it sometimes. Right, because you got to explain so much of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have enough words. <laughs> they don't give me enough characters. <laughs> and what we do here, we can edit too, so we can take some of those things out that you might put you in hot water, but it, it, it all depends. But we're, you're not going to get hot water now, but it's your turn. And you're the media pro right now, so we're going to put you on, on the clock. Okay. Uh, ask Agent Zero time. Uh, well, my question definitely, my mind has changed throughout. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think the thing, and, and Gil noticed, like, we, you know, obviously having, you know, mutual uh, friends and relationships, we're able to be in each other's presence and we have conversations. And I'm the kind of person where I look at Gil, I'm like, yo, you are a genius. Like, like in a, he is. He's a, he's a he's a genius in 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 his genius, right? In his lane, always. So my question for him was always, will always be, and is always. I I would feel like I don't, Gilbert is so good at what he's good at that I feel like don't ever settle. And so my thing always for Gilbert is like, what's next for Gilbert Arenas? Because he can do amazing things with his talents, right? With his his ability to storytell his ability to, to remember things, his ability to know everything about everything, right? Like he, he's, so, he's such a smart individual. So my question for him would be like, what's next? Like where, what's the vision? You know, NBA was the, was the, was the thing for you. <laughs> what's your NBA in now in this life? Before you answer that, I just I had I I didn't mean to laugh, but I actually did mean to laugh because when you said genius, because be careful what you just put out there. Now he's gonna say I'm a genius. I mean, I already knew that. I mean, I already knew it's that. it's levels to geniusness. <laughs> I mean, it's levels, but he's a he is he's he's qualified to me. He's qualified as like you know. I mean, he has he has genius. You know what I mean? It's just that sometimes you gotta filter through <laughs> certain the 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 armor on the outside to get to the genius, but he has genius inside him. So. I and when I see that, and my thing will always be to him will be that is, what is your NBA now? Like what, what, how are you going to take the genius that you have been gifted with and really match it up to that? Which would be hard, but what is that thing? The true answer is I have no idea. Okay, that's the true answer because I, it, all I loved was basketball, right? All I cared for was basketball. That's all I can, you know. So now. You know, once I took on the challenge of coaching, it's, do I even know how to do this? Like, you know, now I need to but get to what? the NBA again. Do you know how to do what? Coach. What about coaching? What do you mean? Is it X's and O's? That's what, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, because I have to go into it like, like, okay, there's the NBA of coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I need to learn every single thing mm-hmm. before I can even, you know, so I'm trying to figure out like, how do I start from ground zero? You know, play calling, uh, challenging old methods versus what my brain tells me is better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sitting in how to structure a practice, how do you do a game tape? Um, scouting reports, you know, I'm trying to figure out like watching game from a coaching side versus a player side, you know, 
you know, I used to watch the game like this, now I got to watch it like this. Way and, different. You know, so that's where I'm trying to figure out. That's where I'm stuck at. Like, I know I want to coach, trying to figure out which level. Which level does my brain will help these kids? So when you were trying to figure out, like, NBA was the goal. Mm-hmm. When you were young, you were trying to figure out like, how to get there. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Trained. How did you train? Anywhere. Uh, right? So, see so, that Jedi mind. You know I mean? So, like, that's the thing is, like, and that's how I think. It's like, okay, like, the things you became, you reached a pinnacle of not only a sport, but like where everybody dreams are going. Like, every kid, even, I'm, I don't know if you played basketball yeah, when you're young, but you probably yes, want to play. Yes and yes. Okay. Yeah, right? Most kids are trash. <laughs> but you, you reached the pinnacle of that. And so, you know what it takes. You have already unlocked that. Okay, you've unlocked stuff that people can't unlock. They haven't unlocked yet in their life. So you unlock that that you know that hey, I could I can do something incredible. I can do something great. Now you know what it takes. Mm-hmm. You just go back and you just do the you, you you apply the same principles to that. That's what the mom, to me that's what mama mentality was. Yes, he did it on the court, and we seen what that was. But he just said mama mentality goes for everybody, right? It's even in your everyday as a parent. Your everyday is what you do in your job. And Kobe was all about, my mentality is what? Work, work more, work more. Whatever his, whatever his mentality was on the court became the mama mentality that became a life mentality. Mm-hmm. So you already have what it takes to get to. So all you got to do is put that dream out there like you did NBA. Now you work to get there. So you put it out there. I want to be coach, whatever. Now you go through that same work at this and that same path to get there. Ain't no shortcuts. Yeah. Not for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just yeah. keeping it real with you. And, I'm, and it's not a race thing, but it's no shortcuts when you're African-American in, in, in America. Mm-hmm. So you can't shortcut and say, like some people, like a lot of, I see a lot of us former players, I see us waiting for that handout. Yep. And that, it's not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they've shown us that it's not coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't shortcut it. Now you got to do it the way that you did it to get to the NBA if you're going to reach that pinnacle like you did. And I think you have the genes to do that. So that was my, my question to him was... And I think what you're just saying there too is that what you do have though is this. Yeah, just not you know, I, has. I know what he's saying. The fact that he you said, know. I don't know, you know everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how but you don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> one of those things. It's like, like when somebody asks, like, if you didn't play basketball, what would you be doing? I'm probably working at McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was only one thing I was trying to do. Right. I, didn't, I didn't have no, you know, fallback. So it's like now, like, I do want to be into coaching or into training and, you know, I, what's so funny is I pull myself back. Like, you know, some of these star kids be saying, oh, I want to train Monday, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm like, ah, that's my TV time. <laughs> <laughs> TV time, you know what I mean? Oh, I got to be watching TV around that time, you know, knowing that, you know, I got all the time in the world to train you, my man. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, so it's just trying to figure out what I want to do. And you're right, just apply the same. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I say this, like, I had a conversation with UD, that's who I, I talk to a lot, and I say, like, I'm out here first, right? And so now that I'm out here first, I can give you the information and education on what it is like to be retired. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing, you're like, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to get up early, blah, blah, blah. You get out here, you realize that that sucks, <laughs> right? No, it sucks. And so I told him, I said, listen, the goal is you, you just came from a, uh, I played a 16-year career as a long career in the NBA. When you move to this next phase, you're looking for another career. And so you have to find what, what it is, your passion, 
just like basketball is your passion. Whatever your passion is, you got to try to make a career out of your passion because that makes it easier to go to work, right? So find out what that passion is. You have a passion. Whatever that passion is, now go make a career out of it. If coaching is that passion, make a career out of coaching. And there's different levels to success when it comes to coaches. Some of the best high school coaches that go down in the history as the best high school coach in the area. And they live a great life. They have success. They're respected by you and I and other people and so forth and so on. So it's different levels. You just got to figure out which level you want and then go get it. Sounds simple, I know. Yeah, and not to be selfish, but I can give my, my point of view on it, knowing you all these years now. So it's been like three years now we've been doing this mm-hmm. um, complex before. And I think you do a few things. So I think as a coach, your brilliance is in the, in the skill set that is required for basketball. I don't know, like X's and O's, Phil Jackson, run the show. I don't know if that's your personality. To me, that's not. What you want to do is work with you one-on-one and make you great. That's what you see. You see things that nobody else sees. Mm-hmm. So to go that route. Then mm-hmm. I also think because of that genius, that brilliance, it's a monster that I play with, that you can say a lot of things in media that are great that everybody replies to and responds to and sees what, if it was the complex show, if it was this podcast or whatever it is, your analysis and your understanding of basketball is, you know, really rare. Yeah, I wanted to do TV. I did. I did. I wanted to do TV. And then I said, you know, with, with me, <laughs> I have to be careful. Yes. I have to be careful. Um, even though, like, uh, Charles opened it up a little bit more and Shannon opened it up a lot more with, you know, because there's some things they do. I'm like, ooh, I, I wouldn't have did that. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. You know, and I think I think some sometimes uh, s- stations are scared, yeah. not realizing, listen, before I even go on your, your show, I done already researched the words and phrases I can't use. Yeah, I heard. So I, I done already done this. Yeah, I heard so about I, that. Yeah, so I already know what I can, and yeah. you know, so I'm not as a wild card as you would think. I'm just one of those guys that's entertaining. Trying to, I'm trying to entertain. That's what people want. Like when I turn it on, I want to be entertained. Like, yo, oh, did he, he said he sucks like that. Like, like you know, that's what we, you know, we watch TV for. Yeah. You know, be entertaining, be, be catchy. You know, it's, you know, that's... But I think you've learned more of that over the years. I know you said a few things. I won't put the names out there, but you put a little people out there on blast and I'm like, eh, that's going to go viral. I don't know if you wanted that word. Now you see like, this is the way media is now, to be honest. You own the narrative. You can put, you can create your own content and you build an audience for that. So now you say what you want. And like, we've gone through that, like, what are we gonna talk about? Or I wanna get into this, like, true Gil, this is your show, you can do whatever you want. So if we wanna talk to players, we wanna talk to coaches, um, young players, whoever that is, that's what you wanna get into on that. Talk about skill, talk about life, whatever that is. Yeah, that's what I remember, I was, uh, I remember when, as a player, I hated Stephen A. Smith. Like, I, I hate it, I, ugh. Retired? Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. We're sensitive. <laughs> we're everybody. NBA players are sensitive. Athletes are sensitive. That's what I said, as a player, we're sensitive. I was sensitive. As a player, we're, we're sensitive. It is what it is. Just take it. Sensitivity. Because well, you work so hard at what you do. Yeah. Someone criticizes like, like, you. Like, you can't hoop. Because most are like, bro, you can't hoop. How you going to tell me yeah. what? But you get on this side, you start listening different. You be like, <laughs> oh, he's funny. Let me, oh, he's going to get him. Dallas just lost. Hold on. What Steven ain't got to say? You know what I mean? But when you're playing, you don't want that. You don't want that smoke. You're like, bro, you can't beat me up. Like, you, you get aggressive. You're like, I will be doing it in the street. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're sensitive as athletes. We're as hell. Sensitive over everything. Yeah, uh, we are. We're, we're sensitive over non-athletes saying stuff. Like if another player says it, we it's like eh, on a court. Yeah. Some outsider says it, it really gets to us. But that's what I said. So it's like I, I did not I did not like him as a player. Soon as I retire and I'm watching him, like. Yo, he's funny. He's great. I, I love the dude. Like it's like, and it's, it's 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 weird how that worked. Like you know, because I don't have no skin in the game. Now I get to just watch him for who he is. Right. And I'm like, oh, he's entertaining. You know. So. I mean, I so I just I mean one point to go back with Gilbert and I mean we're we're all different. We're all so different. And the one thing is is like you know these words that come across in in the world right now. Everyone's talking about diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. right? That goes. That everyone's talking about those words, right? And then so I was like, okay, well. What, what does those words mean? Because mm -hmm. everyone says it, but do you know what it means? So I had to go look it up, inclusion, okay, making people feel welcome. Mm -hmm. Then I had to go look up diversity. And diversity for me was like, it refers to the characteristics and traits that make that bring that makes your uniqueness, mm -hmm. right? So like, you're you're diverse <laughs> because you are unique. Mm -hmm. You're diverse because you, to me, because you are unique, right? We're all diverse because of our uniqueness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which makes our world amazing, right? We pull all this uniqueness together and mm -hmm. it makes everybody want to come to America. So like, you saying like, and and I, and I say that to say like, if you, be you, because your uniqueness makes you you, just like it makes Stephen A. Him. Like I'm not saying you are that way, but I'm saying you can't be afraid to say, oh, <clears throat> or I know some certain people won't take a chance, but it's certain people that will. Mm -hmm. Like obviously complex and people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you understand those platforms and understand like I'm just me, mm -hmm. and like what I'm bringing to the table. It's my uniqueness and my diversity that y'all asking for. Yeah, right? Everybody want diversity. Well, yeah. here you go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. My characteristic trait makes me unique. Yeah. And so, like, that's the one thing is like, don't let no, don't let no one or the perception of something hold you back. And that's what, I, what I've tried to learn is like, the perception of other people about me, about my family, I don't care enough about y'all perception of who we are and what we are. Because you know what? We unique as hell. <laughs> we are. We are. And, but you know what? Your family is. Your family is. Your family is. We all are different. You know what I'm saying? But that different, that different and that uniqueness is what makes this America great. So allow it. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I say the same thing when I talk to people, institutions, when I talk to corporations, like about diversity, like, bro, don't be afraid of diversity. Diversity is what makes it great to live in this Country. That's what this country was made of. So why are we afraid to bring in here. a diverse group of people? Why, <laughs> right. why we just want everybody to look a certain way and talk a certain way? You know what I'm saying? And it, and it was a perception, even as a, as a player, it was a perception on how you should be if you become a star player. Mm -hmm. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. Man, it's not that way. You unique. Be unique. Be you. And, and so that's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something. So yeah, that was Ask Agent Zero, but you got an answer for yeah. yourself off that. But. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, very true. So I, I guess we'll wrap up. So I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna pop this bottle. And uh, while I do that, well, first of all, episode 100, officially. Ooh! Um, I brought a gift too. We got a gift. So we, we, should, <laughs> we should shout out Wade Sellers. This is the real stuff. Yeah, this is just a nice. This. Wait, hold on, what is that? Well, this was champagne, it's more symbolic. I feel like that is that a that's for us a toast. That's for a toast. This is just a gift. Yeah, and okay. so I know my I know my friend Gilbert don't drink wine, but <laughs> he got a nice house, so guests come over. Exactly. With that being said, I thought I'd bring him, you know, a bottle of wine, because I brought him a bottles before, but I thought I'd bring him another okay. bottle 
as a gift for thank, thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you for and bringing a hundred. Like the fact that I got to be over here for a hundred, man, I appreciate thank that. Thank you for coming. Thank you. And, well, uh, actually, before we go, I want to. Um, the one thing I do want yeah, to know about. Oh, I'm gonna need this back. Jump no. cut that out, but like I gave it to him. <laughs> you take the wine out. Let me get that box. <laughs> yes, um, one thing I did hear about, and I this this kind of visual blew my mind. But he told me a few years ago that he was babysitting your kids. Mm, yeah, and like driving them to the mall and yeah, games. Z- Zaya and Zaya and Gil was like, <laughs> yeah, this was like, was like maybe Zaya, she with Gil, huh? <laughs> 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 Just like that. Psychopath. She went Gil. Just like that. So the idea of Gilbert Arenas as a babysitter. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, Gilbert has a soft side, right? You know what I mean? That it, that a lot of people can't see. It's hard for him to even see it. But kids, you can see it when it comes to kids. Like the way he were, the way he was with my daughter Zaya, and even before, I'm sure Zaya shared things with Gilbert that she didn't share with me. And so the way he was with her, and 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 I and I, my, me and my family, we talk about this a lot. But the way, even publicly, I like Gilbert, anytime Zaya posts something, anytime he posts something about Zaya, Gilbert gonna comment on it, right? He's a he's been a big supporter and a big fan of hers way before the world knew Zaya and knew anything about Zaya, right? Gilbert was one of the first ones to like really show her that love from a black man. You know what I'm saying? That she probably was afraid to even get from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At, at one point. So like I yeah, appreciate what's that. What's so funny is we had the we had a conversation and the conversation was, what do you fear the most? That was and it was it wasn't Zaya yet. So right. it, still, it was still Zaya. And I was like, what do you fear the, what do you fear the most? And thought about it. That when I'm ready, they won't support me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you good then? I said you you good then? They they they're supporting. They're just waiting for you. And then from there, you can just see the relief, mm-hmm. the relief, the relief come out. And I was like, okay. And I didn't want to tell you guys. I was like, I, I just wanted to be natural. Right, that yeah. was the thing that I. Yeah. You know, are they? And it was just you know it was just that, that's the not the world it didn't about the world. <laughs> She didn't give two fucks about the world. Right. I was like, I just want to make sure that, you know, are they going to be okay? Nobody would expect that. Yeah, right? yeah. Zaya went to Gilbert, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 pick up the single people <laughs> that you could have. <laughs> now, pick up the single space of Fortnite. <laughs> so, yeah, man, for sure. Well, cheers. Cheers, cheers to you, Gil. Cheers, cheers to you, Gil. To, cheers to you, D. Cheers to 100 episodes. For No Chill Gil, I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time.